Good morning and happy Friday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron, the ABC. It's Friday already? I know. Holy wow. smokes. The week goes so fast. It does. Okay, so we've got some interesting news that's going on about our public library. And in fact, since Dan tends to cut us off about two minutes into this thing, we may have to carry this on to the 9.30 hours. Absolutely. Well. Uh, so what what do you have there in front of you? Amanda? So it looks like the Salem Public Library will close Sundays starting January 2nd and cut evening hours during the week, um, citing a lack of staffing and an anticipated budget cuts in the next few years. Counselors um, made this decision to, it looks like, cut back on library things. So... so Based upon the article, branch hours, the branch will close on Sundays and close to us earlier at 6 p.m., mm-hmm. Tuesday through Thursday, and an hour earlier at 5, wait a minute, 6 p.m., Thursday through Saturday, Thursday, and an hour earlier at 5 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So altogether, it looks like it's a 27% reduction from 52 hours a week to 38 hours. I don't know what time they open. What would be intriguing to me is, as opposed to closing earlier, why don't you open later? Yeah. How many How many kids that are going to school could use the library? And if you're yeah. going to close at 5 p.m., like, why don't you open at 1 in the afternoon and stay <laughs> open till 7 at night? I mean, I don't know. I'm Some with more money than me is making those decisions. Right. But. Or maybe instead of closing on a Sunday, close on a Monday. Yeah. Don't leave a day, don't close on a weekend day where moms with young children can go or high schoolers have an actual day off yeah. to go study, maybe use the Wi-Fi, check out some books. I was downtown sitting there day and I saw a business, a restaurant, who closes on Monday and Tuesday and they're open on the weekends, mm-hmm. which why not be open on the weekends? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of solutions that may be better options for this, but it is unfortunate this is going to happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, yeah, opening later. You should have been at that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> get a little input there. Well, yeah. I've got a couple other points that we could bring up in the next segment here. Uh, somebody's opinions on what is causing this problem. Shall we, shall we carry this over to the night? Please, yeah. because I'd love to dive into that. Okay. All right. We'll be right back, you guys. We're going to send it to Dan Bongino. Go back to you, Dan. Good morning, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron. For so that last half hour, we got into a pretty interesting discussion. Yeah, Should let's we ca- keep that going, please, because okay. I think it gets a little bit more interesting. Yes. Well, you you found something that on the time. This is interesting. What you found on the time? Oh yeah. Uh, it says most, well, you read it in front of you there. Okay. Most often. So it says people most often use the computers at both branches between noon and five p.m. And checkouts, renewals, and returns most often help happen between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Which may, that may have led into the decision to close between 5 and 6. Right. But a lot like Friday and Saturdays, they close at 5. I would have kept it open a little bit longer. But, I mean, I guess they're going off of data. So well, here's fair the enough. one that bothers me a little bit. And, and, again, this is just an article that I found. So I'm just reading what someone else wrote. Yeah. But, um, it does say that they're blaming the reason for the for the shutdown is on the payroll tax being rejected. Mm-hmm. Except, this was never mentioned to the public that the library was part of the deficit. When I heard about the payroll tax, it was because the firemen, the policemen, the homeless. Correct. Not the library. Yeah. So that's a little concerning. The one that's even more concerning is that there are seven vacancies out of 44 currently existing, and that's a $1.7 million savings. Except those seven positions 
would be each making $154,000 each. Now, why would our librarians make that much money if that's what we're paying them? And I'm sure it varies. I'm sure maybe some are a little bit less and some are much more. Yeah. You know, it's just an average. But that's abs- that's an absurd amount of money to make as a librarian. That, well, like, you know, like any business, the, the person making most of the decisions is going to make more than the ones that are their frontline people. Mm-hmm. Except if, the, if that's their average, that means that the person making more money is making like a quarter million dollars a year. Y- yeah, as a, a library. library. You know, and again, I've never been a librarian. I'm not trying to apply a stretch upon them, but yes, fair that's enough. an awful lot of money for a librarian to be making. Especially when we're having- I don't make that much money. Right. Well, and that's <laughs> you paid don't make by the money. state. So it's like that's taxpayers' dollars going towards something like that, a, a wage like that. And there's just got to be a better solution when we are having so much budget issues, but yeah. yet we're paying librarians probably close to a quarter of a million dollars a year. Well, and I Can like I th- sign up for that position? Right? I think I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> got to go. Bye. Well, I don't think you're in the wrong industry. <laughs> but here's the third point they brought up in this article. And okay. this one really is intriguing to me. We just spent all that money to remodel the library. Oh, Yeah. And now one year later, we're starting to do cuts. Oh. Who's who's making these decisions is what's concerning to me. That's a really good question, actually. Because I'm pretty sure the library is part of the city of Salem's... Um, someone within the city of Salem is who their boss is. Yeah. Right? It's not a private industry. It's right. It's a city-funded thing. For sure. So there are many issues that are going on with the city of Salem that need different leadership. I agree. And I will put a plug in right now. For Julie Hoy yes. as our new mayor. Please. Because <laughs> these Julie issues Hoy. have got to be addressed. Yeah. I, I just still can't fathom almost a quarter of a million dollars for a librarian. Yeah. And yeah, I, numbers, I can't wrap my numbers, mind around the, it. The numbers don't add up. The numbers never add up, Baron. I know. Never. Good morning, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron, the ABCs of KSLM Radio, and we are here live at Matthew Miller's Holiday Bash for Foster Families. So the event started at 10 p.m. right or 10 a.m. right now. Just getting started. Just getting started. And it goes till 2 2 p.m. And we have Robin here with us from Pathways. And so Robin is the president of the board for Kicking Cancer. Correct. And Pathways is one of our key programs. Yeah. But she's the director of that program, and I just want her to tell you how that ties into this event. Absolutely. Go ahead, Robin. Well, this event is all about the foster children. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there have there's some of those foster children are, are that need the extra parents because their parents had may have had a medical difficulty. Absolutely. And if Pathways was there to mentor, we could help them through that whole journey. Yeah. And that's what we do. We go in and we work with those children and hopefully help them create a brighter world for themselves. Yeah. So what would it look like for you guys to step in? So let's say I reach out and I say, hey, I need a little bit of help. Um, So there is what you do is you go in and we find the families Mm -hmm. who have the children and they they need to come to us to tell us they have the children. Then I assign a mentor to that child and that mentor designs with that family what they can do with the children so oh, there's perfect. help with homework there's taking them out for an ice cream cone 
And then every quarter, I try to get all the kids together yeah, so that they can network and know they're not alone in this journey, that there's others there mm-hmm. and they can reach out to one another. Well, and a good example, Amanda, is we got a request for kicking cancer to help this lady here in town who has stage four lung cancer. And when I talked to her, like, you know, what do you need? The need really is her 10-year-old son. Yeah. And then like, Robin, we got to get Pathways involved here. So Ricky from our board is now paired up with Silas and they're going to go to Michelle Astley's and decorate a cake together. They're going to go to Silver Falls and go for a hike together. They already brought him over to meet Damo and sign something. Yeah. That's what that's all about. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you guys both so much. All right, guys, we'll be back in about a half hour. Stay tuned. Good morning, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron, and we are here at Matthew Miller's Holiday Bash for foster families. And one of the vendors here is Liberty House. And so we have Kyle here joining us to tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Hi. Yeah, my name is Kyle Tarr. I'm the Prevention Program Director at Liberty House. We are our local children's advocacy center, and we serve Marion and Polk counties. So we're basically the community's resource uh, for concerns of abuse and neglect. We really, uh, really help the community with the assessment, healing, and prevention of child abuse and neglect. And our motto with Liberty House is, you know, we change hurt into hope. Yeah. Um, and we are headquartered uh, out of Salem. But as I mentioned, we serve Marion and Polk counties. So we are here. We're really excited to be here at this event today to share information about how we help children families in our community. And in particular, sharing the all different types of the prevention education that we offer. Yeah, I remember last year you guys offered a lot of online classes. For Are you guys still continuing to do that? Yes, we are are able to do virtual and in-person trainings. So if you're part of a business or a youth serving organization or really you know any group of adults who cares about children and wants to learn more about how you can protect them and keep them safe, you know, we're here to support you. Okay. You know, what that thought comes to be with this being the foster, it, this is an event for foster kids. Yeah. How often would you say that there's a family where there's some abuse occurring where the foster system gets involved? Is that a pretty... Uh, may take custody of the the okay. child. Okay. So yes, we you know we're here as a resource for all families, but yeah, there's certainly uh, quite an intersection yeah. with uh, child abuse and uh, the children who are removed from their home for their safety yeah. and well-being. Well, you know what I'm noticing, Amanda, is this is a very festive event. It We've is. got several beautiful elves running around. Me too. And like ten thousand dollars worth of gifts in the other room. Mm-hmm. And every vendor that I'm seeing is here is involved in those kids' lives in some way, whether it be a prevention or we just had Robin with the Kicking Cancer Pathway Program. Mm -hmm. But this is for the kids to celebrate the holidays, right? Mm -hmm. It's for, it's it's amazing to see people like you, Liberty House and Pathways and KSLM Radio, CASA, to come together. And and we're all here for one common reason, and it's to give these children hope, to give them a better life. And so it's amazing to see them. We've got a decorating cookie table in front of us, and it's just awesome. There's photo booths. They've got little croc charms that are brand new that are free for uh, the children. It's just amazing. Are there any left? Because I noticed you took quite a few. (laughs) I did. I bought some. (laughs) Stocking stuffers. Um, So I just appreciate what you guys do because uh, without you guys there, I I know – a few families actually that have utilized you guys and the difference that you guys truly make um, there's no words for 
So thank you. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. We're going to go back to Dan Bongino. Thanks yes. again, Kyle. Kyle, you have a blessed day. You too. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, we'll be back in about 30 minutes, so stay tuned. <laughs>